Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. Alongside my co-host, King McClure, I'm Monica McNutt. This week, our feature discussion is with Michelle Vopel of ESPN, who covers all things women's basketball, and Alexa Filippo of the Hartford Current, who covers the UConn Huskies. We dive deep into women's basketball, including Monday's classic matchup between one and two, South Carolina and UConn. We're going to go back to Monday night's UConn-South Carolina game. Certainly lived up to the hype in terms of competitiveness and going into overtime. If you had told me that we would have had three threes hit between the two teams, I wouldn't have believed it. But Michelle, what was your biggest takeaway? You know, I think... um... Obviously, it was a huge, it was a big game for Paige and and just showed once again that that even at her young age, she's ready for big moments. Um, I'll be interested to see what Alexa thinks that means for Kristen Williams, because I feel like Kristen Williams is having a major confidence crater. And it's not I think that she's bugged that Paige is successful. But I just wonder if she doesn't know what her place is on the team. Um, and that, that can happen when, you know, when a freshman comes in and is super successful. But I felt like this is a game, if I'm South Carolina, if I'm their players, I've watched this game two or three times over again. This game should tick me off because they should have won it. And that's nothing against UConn. But I think South Carolina was in position to win this game. And they, they had four shots of the basket at the end and didn't get any of those. They didn't score transition points. And a lot of that is credit to the way that UConn defended them, but come on, finish some layups. And then they let one player score every point in overtime to beat them. So if I'm South Carolina, I'm like, this game should make me mad, but I should learn from it because they made obvious mistakes to lose this game. And that is again, nothing against Connecticut, obviously. They're a great program, great team. But this should be a game South Carolina learns from it. Not just that cliche, oh, we'll learn from it. I mean, really learn from it. Study it. Um, I love it. The heat, the accuracy, no lies detected, Michelle. But I do want Alexa to jump in on the point that Michelle brought up about the rotation. Yes. So it's actually interesting that you brought up Kristen because yesterday UConn played St. Hall and she actually had her second scoreless game of the season, the third of her career. And you could just see the confidence like kind of drained from her, like after she missed that first shot that we've seen that from her before sometimes where she misses her first shot or she misses badly. And then like, you're like, oh no, this is going to affect her like the rest of the game. And even just talking with the players of, Westbrook and Olivia Nelson Adodas, Kristen's fellow juniors, uh, you know, they were trying to say like, you know, we're going to support her as much as we can. And Avina brought up an interesting point that she just could tell that Kristen wasn't herself in the huddle. So we haven't spoken to Kristen in a few games, but what stuck out to me is that Kristen's three-point shot hasn't really been falling all season. She's a right now a 27% uh, three-point shooter. 
what we had seen in the DePaul game and the Marquette game uh, earlier last week was that she was looking to be aggressive, get to the rim and get her shot, you know, get things going that way. And she was also making an impact where she could on the defensive end, rebounding here and there and, and getting some assists. That was not happening at all um, uh, on the game yesterday and not really in South Carolina too. So that's one thing that Gina brought up as being most concerning to him was that she wasn't, she kind of shut down entirely. I think that's not this team at its ideal state, but I think it in large part depends on Kristen Williams kind of getting out of that um, funk confidence wise. And I don't know if anyone can really help her with that besides herself. I think that's such a personal thing. And I don't, you know, I feel for her as a player. I know that must be really hard, especially to be high profile at Connecticut. So we'll, we'll just have to see how she responds from here on out. Oh man. A scoreless outing that, I mean, oof. Um, so Michelle, you brought the point up and you are the veteran in terms of covering women's basketball. I don't, not necessarily Kristen in particular, a comparison, but does this remind you of anything that you kind of pops to mind? That, now that is interesting. Uh, um, you know, I, I was thinking, I've been thinking this whole time where we watch Paige's ascension of other freshmen who've done this. And as, as Alexa and all the, the UConn folks know, just as she said, this is so different for them because in fact, I, I can't think of another situation like this. She's, there's seven freshmen on this team. Obviously one of them, Sailor, um, just came in, in January right out of high school, but seven freshmen, no seniors, three juniors, one of whom is in a confidence crisis, the other of whom, uh, um, Alexa, you can speak to this. It seems to me like Avina Westbrook is, has played at less than 100% physically for a lot of this season. Then you have a, a player like um, Anna Makarat, who Gino said at the beginning of the season, it, she's going to be one of our bigger outside shooters. Well, she's had injury issues. So there's been more on page than I, you know, in terms of what she has to carry than any UConn freshman I can think of. And that's been both good and bad. It's, you know, people are like, look at her. She said three 30 point games. Well, if Diana Tarazi or Maya Moore or Brianna Stewart had been playing on a team with seven freshmen, yeah. they probably would have had, you know, three 30 point games. Uh, again, this is nothing. I'm not trying to pour any water on Paige's parade, but putting the situation she's in, in perspective. Tarazi, let's remember when Tarazi was a freshman, her seniors were Shay Ralph and Svetlana Brosimova. Shay was the, you know, defending at that point, final four most valuable player. Svetlana got picked in the first round that year. And then her juniors were, you know, the awesome, you know, the, the fearsome foursome, you know, of, of Swin Cash, Superd, Asia Jones, and Tamika Williams, who all were first round picks. So that she didn't even start every game that year. Diana Tarazi, you know, probably the greatest player ever. So that's why I think this is so interesting is the situation Paige is in is both great for UConn, but exactly what Alexa said, this is not what we think of as UConn at their best in terms of national championship best being this reliant on one player. So the big thing for them, I think, is to get Kristen's confidence back. Maybe on, I don't know how, what situation Anna's in, but you'd like to see her come back. And, uh, and then hope that Olivia Nelson Adota continues what seems to be, and, and Alexa, if you feel like this, seems to be like an upward tra trajectory. Like it seems like Gino's been saying a lot more positive things about uh, Olivia 
defensively and offensively and doing the little things that it seems like to me over the last few games. It's so funny that you kind of brought up that point about Paige and the context of this team and not having that comparison because someone did ask him yesterday, Gino, I mean, um, they basically said, where would you rank Paige among your freshmen? And he said, I don't even think that you can have that discussion because she's doing what we asked D her junior year to do. So that was the year, like you said, after Sue and um, Swin and the Fab Four, they all left. And I, there weren't that many superstars left on the team. And Diana Taurasi, they still won the national championship that year and the year after, but they didn't really have that many great players on the team. And um, so that's just mind boggling to me that he made that comparison between Diana Taurasi's junior year, what they asked her to do then, and Paige Becker's 15 games in her freshman season. Like that is just... That, I don't think that's like inherently a good thing, you know, like as much as, like you said, you don't want to rain on pages parade, but I don't think they, I, like, again, ideally this is like very like anti UConn basketball, what they're asking her to do. If you'd like to hear more from Monica and our guests, check out the full version of Buckets, Boys and Blocks presented by Pure Hoops Media. And oh yeah, you can check us out online on that YouTube. We're there too. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.